Snap Studios. There's a thing that you learn early on in this world. Place matters. You're listening to Spooked. Stay tuned. A young correctional officer. He said it was the most dangerous prison in California. Forced to make a choice. Fulfill his oath or back his fellow officers. Recognize the badge of my office. I'm Suki Lewis from KQED Podcasts comes On Our Watch Season 2, New Folsom. A story about who gets hurt when the system that promises to keep us safe is bent on protecting itself. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. From KQED and PRX, you've crossed over to Spooked. Walk through the middle of Ann Arbor, Michigan. Past the Brown Jug restaurant. Go through the Stone Arch and witness the glory of the University of Michigan campus. Beautiful storied repository of Midwestern learning. Go ahead. Smell the mid-autumn leaves. Keep walking. Not too far now because there's a spot. In the middle of this large courtyard, we call it a diag, directly in the center of the diag, emblazoned onto the pathway. On the ground, into the brick beneath your feet, is the letter M from Michigan. It's in brass, right there where several paths cross. You can see hundreds of students with backpacks rushing through the diag in all directions, bustling, busy. Everyone was someplace to be, but no one, no one will set foot on the M. It's not done, see? You don't step on the M. You show respect. I have seen. I've witnessed thugs. Some just curious onlookers from Ohio State, from Michigan State University, from elsewhere. They come to this place. And they attempt to deface this spot. To place their filthy boots where they should never touch. To desecrate this M. But no, harsh words were said. Fists flew in defense of this spot to teach respect. You will not step here. You will never step here you see some places really are special my name is Glenn Washington always walk around the M 
Facebook starts now. Some folk, they, they know that something's up. They know there's creatures out of wandering. What they don't know is where. Spooked. So, long-time listeners know that demons can taint the very land we walk upon. They can make it fester. They can bring darkness. It doesn't matter where you think you are. Whether it's the deep south or the bright sunny hillsides of Hollywood, California. Spooked. Hello, I'm Colin Vaines. Uh, I'm a film and television producer. I moved to Los Angeles about 12 years ago, um, taking on a job at a company there. Um, I just thought I really want to just have somewhere that I can call home. I went up and saw this place, and it's a classic mid-century modern with additions. So it's a single-storey house, floor-to-ceiling glass windows, uh, I had an extension at the back that had been built in the 60s. And most significantly, it was very, very private. And it was really built pretty much into the hillside. So I sort of fell in love with it. I bought it um, very soon after I arrived in Los Angeles. Well, I moved in and because there were no curtains or blinds, the windows kind of would reflect on each other. And when friends came over, many times people would be convinced that they'd seen something outside and what they'd actually seen was themselves reflected on one window being reflected back into another window. So there was a kind of slightly jumpy quality that people had about it. But the much stranger thing was this big back bedroom. There was definitely a strange feeling about it that I would go through over this threshold and immediately would start to feel... I did feel uncomfortable. I felt the hair rise on the back of my neck. A friend of mine had a small dog, and, of course, this small dog got to the threshold of the bedroom and just the hair shot up on the back of its... uh, on its back, and it started barking, like, frenziedly at empty space. That was probably the moment where I thought... There's definitely something here. There's trapped energy. I don't know what it is, but there's something which is not right about this. I'd go to bed in this house on my own, and increasingly it felt, like, uncomfortable. I always slept, but I always felt very strange about this back bedroom. But I'm very, I was very bullish about this because I really did love this house. I felt like I really 
wanted to kind of to stay there. So whatever this thing was, I didn't want it to kind of see me off. After I'd been there for several months, a friend had come to stay. So he was a photographer friend of mine, and he was staying, coming over from London. And uh, we'd been out during the day, and we came back, and about six o'clock, and it was, this was a winter evening, so it was kind of, it was already getting dark then. And I said, I just want to rest for half an hour or something. So I went through into the back bedroom and lay down on the bed. Um, and about five minutes later, I would say, I absolutely was sure he'd come into the room, that the door had opened and someone had walked into the bedroom. And I thought that was really odd because he knew I was resting. So I felt the bed go down as somebody sat on it. Then the bed went up again as whatever was sitting on the bed got up. And then I looked, I managed to look to my side and what I saw was the body of a woman. She was wearing quite a low-cut dress um, sort of greyish, like a very simple dress, but her, where her face would have been was just a kind of grey, it was like an oval of greyness. So I only knew it was a woman from the body, um, but I could not see any face at all. And then I felt a hand lifting the back of my head and pulling my head towards her breasts, at which point... I, my face was pushed into her body and I started to feel that I was suffocating. And uh, I then felt these fingers against my mouth and my mouth was being pushed open and these fingers went inside my mouth while I'm still being feeling like I'm being suffocated. And I remember biting into these fingers and they snapped like candy. They just kind of crumbled in my mouth. So at this point, I was totally freaked out and started trying to cry out and found I couldn't cry out, that I was just kind of like trapped by this thing. So I really had to force myself two or three or four times. And finally, on about the fifth attempt, I really yelled as loud as I've ever yelled in my life. My poor friend came running in and I looked at him and I had this word in my head and I said, what does succubus mean? And he said, I don't know what succubus means. So I looked online, and there was the definition of succubus, a female medieval demon that preys on sleeping men by suffocating them. The hair shot up on the back of my neck and on my arms, and my friend said, that is really, really, really disturbing. It was just too much for me. It was too overwhelmingly bizarre and scary. Um, I definitely did not go to sleep in that bedroom. I slept in a different bedroom, and the next morning I left for London. I basically picked up my suitcase and headed for the airport. So I let the house out, and I didn't. Re I let it through an agency, and I thought that they would do the vetting and checking and so on. Um, but it was a guy who, who it turned out, he had the rights to Girls Gone Wild to use on mob to show on mobile phones, and. He was at the house and he was having his parties. The day before I was due to come back to uh, to America, um, I got uh, an email from the letting agency saying, oh, we think you should know about this. And I opened the email and there's a picture and it looked like a police photograph. So what had happened was he moved out of the house, I think, two days before I was due to come back. And he bought himself a new Bentley. He was obviously felt like he was doing well. He obviously thought he was king of the world. 
And on the first night out of the house, he drove down Sunset Boulevard at over 90 miles an hour and hit a girl outside the Whiskey A Go-Go. He then dumped the, the Bentley, took the blood off the, off the front of it, took the number plates off and called the most expensive lawyer in L.A., and of course, I was very nervous, came back at night on my own. Only the pool lights had been left on, walked into the house, very dark or whatever. And there were discarded porn video DVD boxes and things like that. So there was clearly a lot of partying going on. And I walked into the back bedroom and the energy was totally different. It was like there was nothing there. It was like totally benign. And, and really kind of startlingly so. I was so startled by the change in energy. I called my photographer friend um, and he just listened to this whole story of what had happened. That and I was saying how different the energy was and my photographer friend was really freaked out by what had happened. He stayed very quiet and listened and then he said, well, she was trying to attach herself to someone, wasn't she? And I said, who do you mean she? He said the succubus. She was trying to attach herself to somebody. There was, there was a malign thing there that wanted to do damage of some sort and she found it in this other person. Thank you so much, Colin, for sharing your story with us on The Spook. That story was scored by a dear friend of ours at Spook and at Snap Judgment, Mr. Doug Stewart. It was produced by Eliza Smith. Now, it happened again when you weren't even looking. And remember... If you like your storytelling to happen in the bright light of day, subscribe to the amazing, stupendous, fantabulous Snap Judgment Podcast. It might change your life. Books are brought to you by the team that knows how to leave well enough alone. Please, hide yourself away from Mark Ristich. From Anna Sussman, our chief spookster is Eliza Smith, Shayna Sheely, Renzo Gorio, Leon Morimoto, Jacob Winnick, Tiffany DeLiza, Ann Ford, Eric Yanez, Sana Khan has an evil twin. Our original score is by Lauren Newsom. Marissa Dodge, the spook theme song, is by Pat Masini Miller. My name is from Washington. Please know that even those closest to you may be compromised. There's a simple test to find out if your mother, your spouse, your own child is one of the fallen. See if they ask you to sit in darkness. If they dare suggest such a thing en masse and immediately as the wicked because we already know to never ever never never ever never never ever never turn out the lights this story was summoned in the dark of night by KQED and PRX.